Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hey fam, welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Super stoked that you're here with me. Um, I missed y'all. <laughs> this is my first episode in quite a bit where uh, it's just the two of us. And so I'm really, really happy to be on this episode with you. Uh, today's episode is actually titled, When the Grace Lifts. When the Grace Lifts. So I want to ask you guys a question. Have you ever had a situation? Maybe it was at work. Maybe it was in a relationship. Maybe it was in a living situation. Maybe it was a church where you felt the grace of God lifting off of it. So let me, let me break down what, what I mean by this. Um, there are times in our lives when we are absolutely meant to be in a certain place, situation, um, friendship, alliance, whatever you want to call it. And, and then the time for that comes to a close. And I want to share with you a phenomenon that I have personally experienced and I call it when the grace lifts, when, when the grace um, when the grace lifts off of something, that means that it's a sign that it's time to move on and a, a shift and a change is going to be coming very soon. So let me, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share a quick story, um, a couple quick stories about how I've experienced this in my own life. And then I'm going to talk about, uh, a few places in the Bible that you see it. And then I'm going to talk about the purpose of the grace lifting off of a situation. And I just want you guys to think about in your own life, uh, is there a time, a place, a situation where the grace has lifted and, or maybe you're even going through it right now and you're like, Ooh, I might actually be dealing with this very thing at this moment. And maybe I didn't have language for it before. So <clears throat> something that the very first time I really made note of the grace of God lifting off of something in my life was in my mid twenties. I was living and working in San Diego, California, specifically Del Mar, uh, for a wealth management firm that I will not name. And the job itself was very easy. <clears throat> I was a front desk receptionist. I greeted, uh, clients, I did a couple of more complicated things like um, 
ordering supplies for the entire office, helping marketing with some of their events, uh, reconciling expense reports and things like that. So it wasn't like I was just sitting there smiling and looking pretty, although I was very good at that. Um, but I, the, the job itself was straightforward and, and I was very good at it. I received a raise within six months of joining the company. Um, and, and, you know, initially I was doing well, however, However, even though the job itself was very easy and straightforward, the company culture was incredibly toxic. Uh, it was a wealth management firm, so we did have cameras throughout the office uh, just for accountability and compliance purposes, but those cameras were often used to spy on employees and um, basically to, to give them a hard time. So... It, the the culture of the company was challenging as well because if somebody had a problem with somebody else it was encouraged it was the the standard operating procedure to not go directly to the person you had an issue with but to go to their supervisor and have their supervisor communicate the issue which is completely out of order <laughs> biblically speaking <laughs> and is a very smart even on a secular level to to handle things that way so overall uh it, it was it was probably the most stressful job I've ever had in my life. And I worked at a law firm and this job was more stressful than that, than that job. Um, and I remember having nightmares while I worked there. I had nightmares years after I worked there. I had stomach issues as a result of working there. It was a very challenging job. And yet when I realized what type of job it was and what it would be, from the very beginning, I asked the Lord if if he was sure this was the job for me, because he basically, he gave me this job. He blessed me with this job. I arrived in San Diego. I was crashing on my friend's um, uh, air mattress. Shout out to Judy and Jeff. <laughs> I was crashing on their air mattress in their guest room. They allowed me to stay with them while I tried to get a job and get myself together. And within five weeks of, of arriving in, in San Diego, I landed that job and it was a complete and total God thing because literally the day that I told the Lord, I'm so tired of job hunting. I don't want to do this anymore. He told me, well then stop. And lo and behold, I made the decision. Okay. I'm going to stop. I'm going to trust you to bring this job to me. And that was the, that was the very first job that came in was this, um, this receptionist position, um, full-time benefits included. It was basically like my second real grown-up job. Anyway, I knew just by how I got the job that God's hand was on it and in it, but that didn't mean it was easy. And I definitely was asking the Lord like, okay, um, are we sure about this? <laughs> Am I really supposed to stay here? <clears throat> and I say this because, you know, there, there are people who they make the decision, I'm not dealing with this. I'm just going to move on and find something else. And, you know, they're very, they're very good about taking agency and just doing their own thing. But I made a commitment to the Lord, uh, in my early twenties, shortly after I got saved and shortly after I became serious about my faith that I really wanted to keep my ear to his chest 
and do anything and everything that he instructed me to do. And that I wasn't just going to leap ahead of him and do my own thing, but that I really wanted to his guidance. So Proverbs three, five through six, that's my life verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will and all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So I made a commitment that I would seek his will in everything that I did. Now I'm not talking about like, you know, what socks to wear or, <laughs> or, you know, what should I eat right now? But, you know, like when it comes to, uh, the, the moves and the rhythms of my life, I really want, wanted his, his guidance. So I was asking the Lord about this job because I was having stomach issues. I was stressed out about it. The job itself is easy, but the company culture was trash. And he told me very clearly uh, that I had the freedom to leave if I wanted to, and that he would bless me in a, in a different position, but that, um, but that his best for me was, was to remain in this job for the time being. And when he told me that I was like, wow, that really does sound like a God answer because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> But I felt the truth kind of resonant in my, in my spirit. And so I stayed and I stayed for, um, I, th I think this was at the six month mark that I, uh, or right before the six month mark that I was like, oh, can I, I really just want to leave this job. And it was when he told, it was around the, the five month mark that he told me that. And so I decided to stay a month later, I get a raise. Six months after that, I get a very nice fat bonus. Um, and so God showed me and confirmed to me that his his hand was still in it. And he gave me the grace to to do the job well and uh and to show up there every day and yeah, succeed. However, all good things and some not good things come to an end. And so um I remember asking the Lord okay, when is it time to go? And, uh, and he told me you will leave this job, um, on the 17th of 2017. And I had assumed that it would be December 17th, 2017, after I got my nice healthy bonus and moved on, uh, from, from the job that I would be able to just, you know, put in my resignation, leave with my nice fat bonus, have healthy savings and do my own thing. Um, little did I know that he had something else in mind. And I should have known because looking back on it, he, he made the indication very clear. Um, around February, maybe March of that year, there were several shifts that happened in my, in the office. And for one thing, my supervisor who had hired me, she retired. Um, and a new supervisor stepped in, um, as my, as my direct supervisor. And initially she and I got along pretty well, but it just became very clear that she had a very different leadership style. She was a lot younger, a lot less experienced. And, uh, there were difficulties that arose from that. And then on top of that, there were changes company-wide that were taking place, uh, that made it an even less pleasant place to work. And, uh, and then there were several key people in leadership who lost their jobs and, um, 
and that changed the landscape of the company pretty, pretty drastically. And on top of that, they decided to make a move and move their entire office to uh, a different location, which put a lot of strain on my department's um, uh, workload. And it got to a point where day after day, there were little things, little things that would just stack up and it started to become unbearable. It got to a point where it was no longer just stressful, but it was actually a place of um, uh, animosity or um, frustration, like deep frustration. And not just by me, not just felt by me, but felt by the entire company, several employees across different departments. And I just kept asking the Lord, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? What, what do you have in mind? And meanwhile, while, while this frustration and and angst is happening in the office, the Lord is giving me dreams and vision and strategy for the next thing that he's calling me into. And, um, so remember when I said that he told me you're, you're going to leave on the 17th of 2017, and I'm thinking it's December. I had a conversation with a colleague in, uh, I believe it was in June. And I was like, I know it was, it was, it was either June or July. I think it was the beginning of July. And I told her, man, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it another five months. <laughs> cause, cause she, um, she, I trusted her and, and I was right to trust her. She, um, she was a real one, but you know, she knew that, that I was planning on, on moving, moving on. And so was she. And so we were discussing the situation at hand and, and she was like, you can do it. Just hang in there. Cause she was, she was actually hanging on for her bonus too. Well, um, two weeks later on July 17th, of 2017, they call me in and they let me go. And the funny thing is, even though in my flesh, I was surprised by it. I was surprised by the timing in my spirit. I was just like, Oh, no wonder. Like I could see it coming a mile away in my spirit because as soon as they broke the news to me, I just felt this big rush of relief and like, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. I'm done with these folks. And I felt complete peace. That was another thing. I felt complete and total peace. So what I will say is, uh, as I got closer and closer to the date that they let me go, I felt more agitated, more restless. Uh, I felt this sharp decrease of peace about remaining there. Uh, and I was just hanging on for dear life. And finally it was like the Lord said, Hey, you can let go now. And I look back on that and I see his perfect timing in that situation because in California, they have, um, you know, unemployment uh, benefits. And had I left the job even a, even a week earlier than I did, I would not have been eligible for the unemployment. Had I quit that job a second earlier than than when they let me go, I would not have been, been eligible for, um, for those benefits and those benefits long outlasted whatever, um, bonus fee or structure I would have received in December. And I told another friend about it and she goes, wow, 
God has given you five months. It, look, it, look, it looks like his grace was completely on this because between July of uh, when they let you go and then December when you were planning on on resigning and leaving, that's five months. And those five months are completely covered with with unemployment benefits and you have your savings. So I look back on that and I just see, yeah, his hand, his grace lifted off of that situation, but he prepared this beautiful, spacious place for me to go to. And it was during that season, during those five months that I got so much healing. I grew, um, in my gifts as, uh, in the prophetic, I was able to kind of recover from the PTSD of, of that, uh, that work environment. And, and I had really, really sweet, sweet time with the Lord. And, uh, and, and it was just such a blessing. Another situation that occurred, uh, that God very clearly lifted the grace off of was when I was living in Vista, California, and I was staying with, um, it was, it was a total divine God arrangement where I, I literally did not know this person until the day that I met her and the Lord made it clear to her and to me that I was to live there. And, uh, so that's, that's another story for another day, but God had been doing this thing where he would have me stay in a location for eight months and then he would move me on. And then I'd stay in a location for eight months and then he'd move me on. And, um, in this situation, I knew I could feel it in my spirit as the eighth month approached that I was going to be moving on soon. That's another indicator when God's grace lifts off of something, you can kind of sense in your spirit that something's shifting and, and you're, you're almost ready to move on before he actually tells you or indicates to you that you're ready to move on. It's like, it's like Holy spirit within you is telling you, Hey, this thing is going to come to a close. And that's, that was the first sign for me. Then I noticed that there was, um, a lack of connectivity and, and a a shift in communication with the people I, I was living with, um, that also indicated to me that the grace was lifting off of it. Whereas before we were a total unit, we communicated super well. Um, we were always on the same page all of a sudden things were starting to pretty swiftly, uh, decline as far as communication went, um, and tempers flared and, and, uh, you know, things, things just shifted. And I knew I, I would make note of those things. Like I wouldn't get upset by them. I would just make note of them. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. There's this, this weird thing that's happening, this new dynamic that's happening. And then circumstantially things started to shift. Other people started to move in. Um, construction started happening on the property. Uh, the, the owner made was making new plans. And so I knew, okay, eventually like something, something's about to happen. Finally, the Lord told me, he's like, yeah, I'm moving you on, get ready, start packing your bags. And I did. And then I also started getting dreams. I got dreams, several dreams that indicated to me, um, that there was a shift in people's hearts, the people who I was living with, there was a shift in their heart and that I needed to be prepared and kind of be on guard for what was to come. And then um, I guess the other indicator for me was that because I was, 
I was ready to move on. And I knew that God something had something else for me. It got to a point where I really did not want to be there anymore myself. Like I, it got to a place where a home that I once loved and enjoyed and really took refuge in and was kind of a sanctuary for me became a thorn in my side. And so it was all of those things combined that revealed to me that the grace was lifting off until finally the Lord gave me a date for when I would be moving on and moving out. And then he supernaturally and totally miraculously made a way um, and provided a new place for me. So why do I share these two stories? I share these two stories because I have personal experience with the grace lifting off of something. Um, and I just want you to be encouraged if you are feeling the, the grace lifting off of something in your life, be it a relationship. I'm not talking about marriage. <laughs> Let me add that caveat. <laughs> Some of y'all married and you're like, Hey, I think the grace is lifting off of this. No, God put you all together. <laughs> Make sure you have biblical reasons. If you, if that comes to a close, but, um, I'm not talking about marriage. I'm talking about the grace on friendships, alliances, um, jobs, uh, living situations, the grace on a particular season of your life, even God gives us grace, um, to, to flourish and thrive and succeed in, in everything that he calls us to do. But when he's moving us on to something else, oftentimes he will lift the grace off of the thing that you're currently in as he prepares to move you on to something else. Another analogy of this would be, um, eagles when they have their little eaglets, they do everything in their power to make that nest as comfortable, as cushioned as possible for their babies. But when it comes time for that little eaglet to start learning how to fly and, you know, they, they're maturing to the point where they're going to be leaving the nest soon. Their parents will purposefully make that nest uncomfortable. They will start removing the cushioning, the hair, the, you know, whatever it is that, that they use to make it comfortable so that, um, the thistles of that nest can start poking and prodding at the, at the eaglet and the eaglet doesn't, isn't going to want to stay there anymore. And it's purposely done because they're preparing their children. They're preparing their, their offspring to fly and to leave and to move on to something else. God does that with us too. Um, he did it in the Bible with David, David, uh, and Saul. So when David first entered Saul's court, he had, he had a complete favor when he defeated Goliath. Uh, and then he later came as a, as a harpist to help with, um, the torment that Saul was, was going through and, and he had favor with him when he married his, um, his daughter, um, uh, Michal or Michael. But eventually Saul got jealous when he heard, um, the Israelites chanting, uh, Saul has killed his thousands, David, his tens of thousands. And that was really the turning point and the grace of God on that alliance, that living situation lifted. And all of a sudden Saul became the enemy of David. David did nothing wrong, but Saul decided I have to take this guy out because he he's, he's, he's going to be coming for my throne. And 
little did Saul realize that there was absolutely nothing he could do to prevent David from ascending to the throne. Um, if anything, he kind of accelerated his own demise by behaving that way. But uh, the grace lifted off of that situation. David had to leave uh, Saul's court and his palace, and he spent a number of years in the desert running from Saul until Saul died. And finally, David was able to receive his inheritance. Uh, the other piece, the other example would be Joseph, Joseph in Potiphar's house. So we always, we always know about Joseph in the, in the pit, um, going from the pit to the palace, but in between the pit and the palace, he was in Potiphar's house, uh, and he served very faithfully as a servant there. God, God put his grace in his hand on Joseph in that situation, gave him favor with Potiphar. Uh, to the point where he was basically promoted and elevated to kind of the second in command. He had command over uh, over Potiphar's entire household. And then um, Miss Thing Thing, Potiphar's wife, decided to set eyes on Joseph and um, and allowed her lust to get out of hand. And then hell hath no, no fury like a woman scorned uh, when Joseph consistently refused her she put a false accusation against him of, of attempted rape. And, and so the grace lifted off of that situation. And I would probably say the grace started lifting off of that situation. As soon as Potiphar's wife started looking at Joseph lustfully, as, she, as soon as she started looking at him lustfully, as soon as she started pursuing him, the grace was lifting off of that because it says in scripture that, that Joseph avoided her as much as possible. So that means he couldn't even do his work in peace because he was constantly on the lookout to make sure that he was never alone with her, that he was never in a situation where he could get into trouble. Um, and there was this big flaming temptation in front of him at all times, knowing, hey, at any point, if I really was tempted, I could go in and sleep with with my, my master's wife. So the grace was already lifting off of that situation. And then it was completed when she made that accusation and uh, Joseph was thrown into prison. But some of you may be wondering, okay, why would God do that? Why would he, why would he create a blessing? Why would he create a good situation and then lift the grace off of it? Like I said earlier, God will lift the grace off of something when he's preparing to advance you to something else. So in David's uh, instance or in his situation, God lifted the grace off of um, his time with, with Saul so that he could grow, prepare, and eventually ascend the throne. Because um, imagine this. <clears throat> imagine if he had just remained in uh, in Saul's household forever, and um, and and Saul was just chill <laughs> and happy as a clam, considered him a second son or something. Sure, that that could have been a situation where maybe there would have been a peaceful transfer of power. But in that day and age, when you want your dynasty to live on through your son, probably not, probably wasn't going to happen. Um, there needed to be a separating that that took place and and God orchestrated that um, and and lifted the grace off that situation for David, ultimately for David's good, for his promotion. Same with Joseph, especially with Joseph and Potiphar. Joseph could not have stayed in Potiphar's house forever and been in the position or been where he needed to be in order to interpret Pharaoh's dreams, which ultimately brought him to the palace and um, Pharaoh's second in command. 
had he been in Potiphar's house and everything had remained copacetic, he would not have encountered the chief baker and he would not have encountered uh, the chief um, wine, wine taster. And he would not have interpreted their dreams and been in the position to later interpret uh, Pharaoh's dreams. So none of this was by accident, the grace lifting off of Joseph's situation with Potiphar. In my case, um, the Lord lifted the grace off of that that job with that uh, wealth management firm because he was ready to move me on into a new season of, of healing and then ultimately a radical obedience, um, which ended up being a very, very challenging season. But from that, prophetic listening was birthed. So something good came out of it. Same thing with uh, lifting the grace off of my housing situation um, in Vista. He wanted to move me on to another family where I could be a blessing to them. And I ended up staying with them for, for a few months. And so God does everything for a reason. And, and if he's lifting the grace off of something in your life, I want you to know that 10 times out of 10, he's doing it because he's getting, he's preparing to advance you into something even better into something that's in line with his plan for your life and, and your destiny. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll share this really quickly and then I'll kind of wrap it up from here. But I late last year, no, not late last year, mid middle of last year, I was in a really, um, challenging space where I was letting go of a relationship that had meant a lot to me. And, and it was ex extremely painful letting go of, of that. Um, and I knew, but I knew that I knew that I knew that God was calling me to let go of it because the grace had lifted <laughs> very clearly from that. And, um, and I, I didn't have peace about remaining in it. And, but I kept doubting myself and I kept asking the Lord, are you sure? Are you sure I should have let this, this person go? Are you sure? And one night I went to this ministry event. Um, it was by this minister, uh, Quincy Goodstar, shout out to Quincy. Uh, and he prophesied over me and he said, this person, this person is leaving your life and they need to leave your life because if they remain in your life, they would hurt you more than they would help you. And this person needs to move on because God wants to bring, bring, bring new people in. Man, when he said that, I was like, wow, <laughs> for real, for real. And, uh, and I remember there were several people in the church too, who knew what was going on. And they, cause this, he didn't know me and he didn't know my situation at the time, but I looked around and there were several people in the church who did. And they were like, that was for you. That was totally for you. That was, that hit the bullseye. Uh, and, and I, I needed to remind myself of that several times whenever I started to doubt if I'd made the right decision. Anyway, I hope this wasn't a rambling episode. I hope that this was helpful. I just want you to ask yourself and really maybe even just ask the Lord, um, what areas of my life are, are you lifting your grace from? And, and if so, why? Um, and just be, be aware of it. And it's not necessarily that you have to do anything unless God tells you to, but it's being aware of it 
And when the grace, when God starts lifting the grace off of something, I start to get excited because that means he's moving me on to something new, something fresh and something that's going to be really, really good. I hope this was an encouragement to you. I hope this blessed you. Um, leave a review if you have not, please. And thank you for those of you who have, thank you for supporting this podcast. Also, please share the show. Um, I want to see more numbers. I want to see more people coming to this podcast. Uh, I have a couple of things that are lined up this year that I can't wait to share with you guys and release in the next five weeks. So, um, yeah, be sure to, to share this episode. Also, uh, I've been thinking about having a regular way of corresponding with you guys because, you know, podcasts, some people listened consistently and then sometimes people kind of drop off. And so, um, if you're interested, I have a, uh, an email list that I'm forming that way I can keep you up to date and aware of not only what's happening with the podcast, but, um, if I have free resources or things that you can use, um, and also programming for the center. So if you're interested, please go to propheticlistening.com. Um, it will be on the homepage that the newsletter sign up and that way you can stay up to date on everything that's happening, uh, with me and with, with the show and the center. All right. Thanks guys. Be blessed. Bye. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share this show, let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast, share it on your social, text a friend about it, bring it up in conversation, whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review, guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.